Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Day and welcome to this week's Tilt and Talk show with Nick Spall, Mark Adams, Craig Courtney, Paul Hickis, Claire Giblin, Alan Watton, myself, Chris Brown, and our very special guest, Paul Robinson. And here's Paul now. So, uh, did you watch it, brother? Did you watch England Friday? No, I don't watch these games. <laughs> Too painful. <laughs> I, just, I just don't see the point in them. They're not competitive enough for me. England, they always seem to get a fair crack of the groups that they get in. Apart from the Italy, Italy game, they, they're the only real ones that I watch just because they've just got a lot more to them, a um, little bit more fire about them. But they, these games are just, they just think we're expected to win, so I just switch off. I, I don't. Yeah. Quick question, Robbo. Macedonia, North Macedonia tonight. Okay. Population six. Um, what, <laughs> what are your scores going to be? Well, I'm, I'm expecting at least five or six nil. Well, I've gone seven. I, I was saying seven earlier. Yeah, seven nil. And if you don't get seven, I think that's a massive underachievement. Mm-hmm. They beat it to me, though, didn't they? And knocked them out of the last World Cup. Yeah, that yeah, was strange. Yeah. They're, they're no mugs, are they? No, that was a Yeah, I don't think they're quite as bad as Malta, but, you know, we'll see anyway. But, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, though, Robbo. These games are a little bit of a chore to watch, aren't they? So it's all about the big tournaments, isn't it? The Euros and the World Cup. So anyway, congratulations, Robbo. I'm playing for the first time with your son at the weekend. Um, yes, I'm sure yeah. that was for you, wasn't it? Yeah, very emotional, uh, very emotional day, but very enjoyable. Felt good, which was surprising. After five years of retiring, my first real competitive game, and uh, no, I really enjoyed it. It was good, really good. Did you win? Did you win? Yeah, we won three-one. Yeah, won three-one. So through County Cup, it was so into the into the quarterfinals now, the cup. Yeah. What's, um, what positions your son play, Robbo? He's a right winger, and I played left side centre half. I played there. Really good. Yeah. Who's that for, Robo? Uh, it's a team called Claverdon. Just our, my local village team. Yeah. Oh, I know so, Claverdon very well. Yeah. We got a good early question coming in for you, Robo, from Ray Hobro. Question for Robo: Was it a good education for you coaching at Millwall? Yes, very good. Um, thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Two and a half years, all in all. Um, most painful thing was getting in the car every morning and driving down the M40 and the M25. That was. That was the struggles of travelling, yeah. but it, yeah, it, it's my job and I love doing it and it put me in a much better place of where I want to be now. I want to be a manager one day. I've got all the right tools now, I feel, to go in that in into that role and it's just now it's just waiting for that opportunity. That's that's the only thing. So, uh, yeah, it might come next week, Robert, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sing the American National Anthem? Because <laughs> that, that, that'll do a good start. <laughs> so no mark tonight then guys Mark Meredith Robbo from when he was at the club he was one of the coaches at the club going back about 10-12 years um, yeah Mark um, yeah Mark um, he, I think he just left before I arrived yeah okay I think Mark did but he did pop in every now and then yeah yeah, he's, he's, he yeah lives so a... I, know, I know of him but I don't think I spent enough time yeah or see him too much around the place Okay, yeah, yeah. He's in so America he, now, anyway. Does he come on? Does he? Is he on the show all the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Dallas. Yeah. He's got he's got some great football knowledge. He really has. He's a nice yeah. guy as well, Chris, isn't he? 
He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's nice to have somebody <laughs> on who knows what they're talking about. Actually. I want to do a couple more questions, if I may, off the shout box. So yeah, Chelsea Smith's asking, it, Bobo, what do you see in a manager? What do I see in a manager? Authority, um, respectfulness, qualities. I think you've got to be a manager with man management. So communication's important, for, especially for me. I used to love talking to the players, making them understand. Even when they're disappointed, they still need to know why and what you expect from them. So the communication is very important for me. Uh, but yeah, I just think I just think the qualities and, and philosophy, you want to know what your manager wants to play and how you want it to play. Yeah. So there's, there's loads of things that managers need to have the full tools, but I think the biggest one for me is the communication and, um, yeah, and management of everything. A short, medium and, and long-term plan as well. Yeah, I had a plan before I retired. My plan was to, to do all my coaching badges and do my coaching and work my way up the ladder. So that was my plan. And yeah, I think I've got another two more years now until I uh, should be meet, should be reaching the target of a manager. If it comes early, then great. I know, I know I'm well I'm well prepared now and I'm I'm ready to go. So yeah, if it comes early, then uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready. Would and, you go uh, back to the Blues, Robbo? Yeah, I'd love to come back in and help in capacity because, I, like you say, I finished my career there as a player. Um, I know some of the players still there. I think they understand the way I work. But again, everyone's got all their staff. So, yeah, I know I know Pete Shuttleworth. Obviously, I've played against Wayne. I've played against John and, and Ashley. And, and, and you've got to be respectful. And it's going to take time. I totally get, I totally get it, and it would be the same for me if I went in as a manager somewhere. You've got to give that person time. You've got to give them support. They've got to get their own players in um, with what they need and where they need them, and then you get judged. Then on that, I think that's that's when you get judged. You get judged on the squad that you're bringing into the building. So yeah, but <laughs> that, ha- that happens, Robert, on every managerial uh, swap that we ever have. Right? Everybody says, "Got to have time. Got to have time." Have we got time? That was what you, you, should, should, you should have time, but it's the messages that come across. I think the owners have, have said that, obviously, the winning mentality side of it. Well, yeah, okay, that I understand you want the winning side of that, but you you need to get the players how you want them to play first to get that winning mentality instilled into it. And obviously, John had them playing a different way. And he had them like, and I, and I saw something saying that, like, obviously, we missed John and all that. But if you look at John's record before he won the two games, it wasn't very good. So he'd won the last two games before he got the sack. And that's not me being disrespectful. It's you look at the record. Yeah. But everyone will also look at Wayne's record with what his history is. And that, it's not very good either. Mm. But he's Wayne Rooney and he will get a lot more time and a lot more chances because he's Wayne Rooney. Whereas John hasn't. And he's been obviously given the push. But it is football for me is you go into, you go into a job and the most important thing is three points. That's it. End of story. That's, that's, the, that's all it is. You've got to win straight away. But I think with Wayne, it's are they the type of players that are going to be used to the way that he wants to play? I don't, I don't think they are. No, and we're we're, we're seeing maybe a lot of changes at the moment with how he wants certain players to play in it, and he's trying to find that balance. He's had international break where now he's got two weeks solid of working that into the players and getting them to understand with how he wants to play. So, yeah, yeah, two weeks on the international break. Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham now are two massive games where you're expecting six points. That's what you're expecting. Yeah. Um, Jason Hughes is asking, at what level Robbo, at what level would Robbo consider he could start at as a manager? Um, I think I'd go National League if there was an opportunity for me. I, I would I would love the challenge. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a type of guy who likes challenges. 
Um, but it's something you've also got to consider is that you're going into a club that's got stability. I don't want to be going into a job knowing that I've only got six months in there because, yeah. like I've just said there, the points is you've got to try and settle the group and try and get into playing with how you need to play. You've also you've got to understand that the players you've got there might not be able to do that, so you've got to gradually build them up to, to get them to understand that. And then, like yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is stability and support. That's all. That's all you want. You want the support from the from the management team behind the scenes, and knowing that if you do go for a rough period, that they're going to stick behind you and not just all of a sudden make a, a panic decision. Yeah, yeah. And a good example, I suppose, is Paul Caddis, isn't it? At Hereford, he's doing really well, isn't he? There. Yeah, Caddy is. Yeah, he's, he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, because it's his first job, he's it's a league he doesn't really know. But Paul's like me; he's, he's got that dri- uh, the grit and determination to go and do well for himself. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's all go- it's all working out for him at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I can't. Yeah. I genuinely can't wait to see you get the opportunity. You know, for the first time, and what, what sort of? I suppose it depends on what players that you that you get, doesn't it? But what what sort of system do you think you play, and what sort of sort of uh, style of football would you be more attacking or? Yeah, no, I like um, I like attacking, flying football, four three three. Um, like a like I like the the three four three as well. But the three four three, you've got to have players that can play that that formation. So you, your centre halves have got to be expansive, and you and you can't worry about your your fullbacks being dragged right back into playing a five. For me, I like I like I like the three at the back with your wing backs nice and high and being aggressive. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're my two preferred formations. But again, it's. It just depends on the players that you've got available to you at, at, at the club that you're going to go into. Yeah, because that's one thing we're finding at Blues now, obviously, since Rooney's come in. You know, these players that we've had, obviously, that we used to the way John Eustace played, are struggling a bit to adjust to the way Wayne Rooney wants to play, you know. And it's all front foot. And against Ipswich, it was absolutely amazing. But they were on their knees after, like, an hour no, to I- seven. Mm-hmm. And we had to okay. make, like, three or four subs. And, you know, we all know what happened then. You know, we, we, we threw a two-goal lead away, so... You know, I guess it's sort of, you've got to have really high fitness levels, haven't you? You've got to be an elite level fitness. But they well. They're free flowing and they're, they're, they're having a fantastic season, Ipswich, and I really like watching them. But the, yeah. like you say, the manager's been there now, this is his second year with them. So the players know what they expect and yeah. he knows what he expects of them players. Even the subs, when you watch the subs that come on, they all know their jobs. So they know what they're doing. That's what yeah. Wayne wants. You can see. Eventually, if Wayne gets his formation right and he gets the players that he wants in, then then hopefully that's the what that's what it'll look like. So it's going to be frustrating. I understand it's going to be frustrating because people will look back on the Zola situation as well, and they'll they'll have they'll have flashbacks of that. Yeah. But for me, it's it's it, we just got to be patient and and just get behind everybody and, and hope that it goes in the right direction and where you want it to, and that's to get back to the the, the Premier League. That's where everyone wants to be. Eventually, yeah. Paul, can I ask you something? <clears throat> when when you were a player, I'm I'm, I'm sure you you played long enough to have several changes in manager during your career in various clubs. On the day it happens, right? Mm. What goes through the players' minds? What are they thinking? Is this guy? Oh, great! This guy's coming in. Who the hell's this bloke? Uh, why did they get rid of the last bloke? All these things are going through this supporters' minds. Well, what about the players? What, what, what do you think when he turns out on the on the training field first first morning? What's what's going through the players' minds? Well, in my mind, is to be professional. I get paid by that football club to act professionally. Well, look, football is going to change all the time. Good managers who you work with, who you enjoy working with, are going to go, and managers that 
will sometimes not like you and not want to play you, that you just got to accept it and be respectful that my job is to play football. That's what I love doing. My job was to, to be professional as much as I can, but also to set an example to the younger players around the squad is that you can't sulk, you can't have a bad attitude because now you're rubbing off on them. You're giving them a neg- negative outlook on certain things, whereas their career is just getting going. So you, you need to get right behind them and help them as much as possible. So, yeah, for me, it was every manager that I worked for, I wanted to learn something different. That, that was the way it is. Every manager has their own style. Every manager has a different formation. And if you don't sit, if you don't suit certain formations and the manager knows that, then it's part and parcel of the job. You just, you just get on with it, unfortunately. But what you said there, though, brother, brother is um, <clears throat> if the manager doesn't like you, that manager surely got to be professional and put that aside. Because if you're the best player at the club and you don't like you, you've still got to play him, surely. Not really, no, because I've seen I've seen players, I've seen really good players I've played with that have not played in teams that the managers that he's come in because it's a different formation. And he mm. doesn't want to learn a different formation because he's been used to playing his way all of his life, which is fine. But like you say, Matt, some managers are different and they want to they want to change things. And they want to what they all do is they'll think they're they're improving and making the team look better. Do you think this whole wholesale change for Birmingham City is going to be a good thing long term? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think um, I think the owners now are very they're they're very hands on. They're very full on. And how long have been how long have Birmingham fans been waiting for an owner to to do this? It's been a long, long time. And for me, I think it's just positive. I, you can see that they're they're invested in the club. They want the club to move forward. And I think that's a good sign. I think like when you have owners that are invested in it and they're willing to throw money at it and they're going to have to in January with Wayne they're going to have to support him and they're going to have to give him the funds to to bring the players in that he wants obviously I don't know the situation with that they still have to be cautious with the amount of money they have to spend I'm not too sure with the football fair play but it's exciting I'm, I'm excited I am I'm excited to see how it goes in January and what players come through the door yeah, so am I. A bit of what you said there, Robbo, as well. We're getting at the minute we would say with Sariki Dembele because he was our best player against yeah. Huddersfield and the Baggies. And then suddenly he's not in the team under Rooney, you know, he's, he's, he's missing out. And I find it hard to believe, but, you know, he maybe he just doesn't think he suits the system that he plays, like you say. Maybe. He's had a, he's had a few injuries as well, hasn't he? I don't know what goes yeah. on behind the scenes, but he's, but he's a type of player that you have to manage, maybe, that he can't play all the games. But he yeah. is on his day. Dembele is a very dangerous player. I mean, I played against yeah. him when he was at Peterborough, and he just caused so many problems because of his movement. Yeah. But I think, like you say, it's people sometimes will be attached to John because of what he did for them as, as players and as people. So that they'll naturally have that sort of connection with John. Now Wayne's coming; it's a little bit different, and they've now got to understand how he wants to play and how <laughs> he wants the team to move. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes time, and for players, you. You are. You're being asked to do something different, but it, in the in the future, if you if you buy into that and you're on board with that, then it only looks good for the football club and 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 you as a player because you're, yeah. you're, you're don't moving you think though, right? together. Yeah. Don't you think though it would have been better for Wayne to have adopted more of the Eustace style until January? Yeah, maybe, but that, but that, I'm not Wayne Rooney. That's that's Wayne's Wayne. <laughs> I mean, and he and he wants his style straight away. Only Wayne can answer that question, but because we we got the players and, and we were playing the players in the formations and that that, that that they they knew, yeah, yeah. Now wholesale change comes in and everything's changed, right? 
people don't like change really do they they don't in any industry in any business people do not like change um so you know it's, it's, it's simple question would, would it have been better for us to have gone okay crack on and then january we're changing this it could have been in in the eyes of everyone yeah maybe he should have stuck to what john was doing but i know hindsight's a, a wonderful thing and all this happening of that um but i don't know we, we seem to have had a settled team that was quite solid I mean, you've, had, you've, had a, you've had a few injuries, haven't you? Ethan Laird's been out injured and he's just yeah. coming back now. He's a good player. Keshi Anderson's obviously a big loss because he's an out-and-out winger. You've, you've just Tyler got, Roberts. Tyler Roberts has not featured at all, really. But defensively, obviously, you've got Sanderson, you've got Long, you've got um, Roberts. Are they are they players that, that Wayne wants? I'm sure Wayne wants more ball-playing centre-halves. I think they can yeah. do it, but I think it'll take time for him to do it. Robert, can I ask you a question? Yes, Claire. Yeah. Now, say if you thought, oh, um, like, for example, Rooney, a lot of us believe that because he's just played 4 3, like 4 2 3 1, yeah. would you, if you went to a new team, would you want to change mm. it to put your own stamp on it, or would you still be happy to play that formation even though the old manager played it? Well, there's always there's always questions asked, and isn't there? Of like, well, you're still playing the old manager's formation. That's that's probably where Wayne's thinking is that he he probably thinks he can get a lot more out of the players in in a different formation, like a little bit more free flowing. Because was it he's playing? Is he playing a four three three? Yeah, yeah. So the four three three formation for me is it's more free flowing because you 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 two attacking midfield players should be in like you say higher positions up the pitch. You've got your wingers then that, that can dip inside or stay wide high and wide so it's how you get the players to rotate and that's that's the, that's the thing is how much do the players want to take all of the information on board that Wayne's given them because for me it's it's simple it's the information's clear if if what Wayne's given his messages across for how he wants his players to play you're professional football players you should be able to do it you've been doing it all your career no matter like even from a young age you always interchanged and you always played in different formations so it's the norm for for how we were programmed to do to do certain things. So I always believe that formations are formations, but it's the player and, and you yourself. It's either you do want to do it or you don't want to do it. It's simple as that. Sorry, sorry, Robert. You know, a minute ago you said about player stalking. Does that, what, to what extent does that go on? Have you wit- sort of witnessed it yourself? Say again, and how does that rub off on the rest of the squad? Sulking, players sulking. Mm. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen it plenty of times where players have thrown a towel in and they've just given up. And for me, oh, I don't. That's yeah. incredible. Um, sorry, sorry, Robbo. How how does that how does that sort of rub off on the the rest of the squad in your experience? Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Not not if you're in the changing room. Me, it doesn't happen. You're gone. Like even I'll put my foot down with you because you respect the manager that's come through the door. No matter what we're yeah. feeling or how you're feeling, is you're professional and you get on with your job. You get paid a lot of money to do your job. And if you're going to act like a baby and you're mm. going to sulk mm. with how the manager wants you to play, then you're no good for this football club. You need to move on. You need to get fine stuff. I like your philosophy, Robbo. I really do. Mm. Yeah. Paul, Paul, I think I think you you've already answered my question. What I was going to ask, <coughs> I, I was going to ask about you personally. If you were in that situation, you know, would you would you let the sulkers get away with it? No, you uh, don't. No. no. Well, I, I I got a feeling about the side, the change, the change was a shock to a lot of people. And I've got a feeling that there are the, the, the squad as a whole contains people who aren't quite 
in, into into the new style, and that's that's we we need somebody in you know in the in the side the cap the captain or, or or senior pro or whatever to throw his weight around and, and say hey, you know mm. give 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 him a, a a ticking off shall we put it that way. <laughs> Uh, which I don't, I don't think that that is happening at Birmingham City at the moment. I, it just isn't. The, no, the, 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 certain the, players don't like being told what to do, though. Either that's that's the problem in football now. A lot of players don't like being told honestly because they think they're bigger than everything else and bigger than the club. Yeah, but, but not not even that. They just don't like people <clears> telling them like being honest. Why why are you not running? Why are you not doing your job? Why are you not helping your teammate out? Some people don't like that. Unfortunately, I'm 61 years old, Robert. And it's I've just got, the I've way got... that it's just the way the game's going. Unfortunately, it, mm-hmm. it's it it is it's it's going where you want leaders in the dressing room to all have their opinion, but you respect their opinion and you get on with it and you roll your sleeves up and you fight. Oh, Robbo, there's some great questions coming in on the message board at the moment, and um, it's mad. Nigel, Nigel Manners has has asked uh, if you could form your ideal backroom staff from people of past and present. Who would they be, and why? Oh, that's a good. Well, I might, I might give that away if I do get a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm willing to talk terms, Paul. Don't worry. Yeah, Lou yeah, and Mark will be there as well if you need us. Yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a look out on my phone as well, Rob. I'll wait for the call. I'll be there for you, Rob. I've, 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 I've worked with a lot of good people over the years, um, but it's about people that you trust and, and people trust... Um, you've got to have trust in them. So if I trust them, they've got to trust me as well. And I think that's the most important thing is that we're all on the same page. We all understand where where we want the club to be, where we want the club to go. Um, and there's no grey area. That's mm. that's the biggest thing for me. But I also want my my staff to be big communicators. So if I'm not talking to the players, I'm making sure that they're talking to the players as well. Which which I know full well is that Wayne will be doing that because you look at the experience and the knowledge that he's brought with him. If I'm a player and I'm coming through playing under them, I would want to know a hell of a lot about football talking to them on a daily basis. Dave Twine's asking you, Robbo, what are your thoughts on VAR? Rubbish. Absolute waste of time. It just makes Would you get rid of it? It it makes more errors than it does make corrections. Would you get rid of it, Robbo? Yeah, I'll get rid of it. I just I would just go back to the just let the officials official. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. It is part of the game. I think back to Maradona's handball, though. I think back to I don't know if you remember Andrew Johnson in Cardiff against Liverpool when he's brought down by Stefan Unshow. Lee yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that was goal. Yeah, I mean, goal on technology. I'd keep that anyway, but they, yeah. they just can't seem to. They're making VAR so complicated, I think. And even sitting in the stadium on in Wembley on Friday night when Declan Rice's goal was disallowed, you know, I, I called it. I said at the time why it was disallowed, why I thought it was disallowed. But what's wrong is I didn't know. They're not. They're not telling you. You're sitting in the stadium, yeah. and on the big screens, they should show you what what everyone can see at home on the TV with the lines and everything. So, it's, well, it's can they not then, Paul? I didn't know they, they didn't. They don't, they don't do that in the stadium, no. And I think that would be a lot better for the players and the fans in the stadium to know why, to know exactly what's going on. You go back to rugby, you go to rugby, they do, they describe everything that's going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was... Look, I was, yeah, I was, look, I was, yeah, look what's happened though, when they have explained it. They've been caught on their radios and it's an absolute farce. You don't, like yeah. For me, you're, you're just exposing now referees and linesmen making decisions or VAR and it's embarrassing. You're looking yeah. at it you're going... What, why are you even communicating that? Because it's so obvious with what you, you've made a massive mistake there. 
And but yeah. it is it's embarrassing them. They're, they're embarrassing themselves now, and that's where the game's going. Unfortunately, with all this technology, take the techn- take the technology out of it. Just let the game be free flowing like it used to be. Decisions are going to be made where they're going to be wrong, and there's going to be decisions that we're all going to get annoyed mm. about. But at least the game's not going to be stop start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was more in favour of it personally. I, I, I thought, you know, uh, when I saw it in the World Cup in 2018, I thought this is great. You know, we we we're finally not going to get cheated out of things like Maradona. Yeah, it worked well then, Paul. But look what's going on now, right? Well, no, Everybody's debating VAR decisions. It's a topic of discussion every week now. It's like we're not yeah. talking about the football. We're talking about no, you're dead right. You're dead right. We just yeah. like, every, it, like we've even got Mike Dean on Soccer Saturday talking about decisions. This is where we're going. It's like, yeah. hold on a minute. Why have we got a referee on Soccer Saturday yeah. talking about decisions that are going in games? Trying where, to be a celebrity. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's and it. But it's all about opinions now. Because it's not, it's not just it's not just the technology that's the issue, though. Is it? It's the actual people that are operating it. You know, it it could be done so much easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they should have an ex-player in the studio that that's um, that's neutral to the clubs that are playing. You know, yeah, but but then the players wouldn't want that pressure of making the decision. Then that's you're now putting that on the next player's head by going, oh, what do you think? And it's yeah. and now you're in an awkward position. The big decisions you want right, don't you? So it's, but it could be done so much quick and easier, but it's not, it's just, it's delayed and, and everyone's in the, like, again, goal celebrations. No one celebrates a goal because they're always worried about what's going to happen. Yeah. And, just and taking the love out of the game of that. Yeah, yeah. And another thing, Robbo, right, this, when somebody's offside, you you let the game go on for twenty seconds before you pull it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That drives me mad. Yeah. That drives me mad. That does. They they need to stop that because someone is going to get injured badly unnecessarily because the linesman waits to put his flag up, like you say, and then he knew he was offside five seconds ago, and then he puts his flag up. Yeah, and, and the player thinks he's onside. He's going to run. Nothing. Yeah. That mm. that is probably one of the worst worst decisions. Of rulemaking in football has ever happened. It's ridiculous. But then, if your team scores and it's the right decision, are you going to moan about it? Because I wouldn't. No. Right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we've got to get back to humanity, Claire. We've got to get back to humans. Humans. But even like you say, like the championship doesn't have VAR. So your your game against West Brom with a penalty, everyone can see it's not a penalty, but it's a what? Penalty. It's given a penalty, no, but, it is, though, but this, but this is your argument, isn't it? It's like we're all buzzing because you got the penalty, yep. and then you got the opposition fan, like, and then you watching it on telly, you're going, "That's a disgrace," which it, it is. It's a disgrace decision, and and I, we had at Millwall, we had plenty of decisions where we literally got nothing because it's probably the name, it's Millwall, so you wouldn't get some of the decisions, so you get frustrated with it all. But like you say, I think with VAR, if it's going to work, it has to be done just so much quicker. Or you let the game carry on until you come back to that. You come back to it. So like, oh, oh, right, no, rubber, rubber. Stop, 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 stop. Brilliant. Let's take you back. Take you back to that time when Manchester City scored that very late winner to win the Premier League. Yeah. So you got a VAR decision. They go and score. What do you do? Do you stop the game and then just allow that goal and then come back again? If needs well, a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. The game has stopped. It's 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 not if he did score. It's if he didn't. Yeah. Doesn't, okay. if, if, right, no, if no, what, so what, what I'm saying stopped, is, you, you, you can do all sorts. It's when the game carries on and the offside hasn't been given. 
if if enough if enough side hasn't been given, the bloke runs through, and the goalkeeper come, comes out and smacks him in the face. The goalkeeper should be sent off. But then somebody says, "Oh no, that shouldn't have counted because he was offside." Now that that that's when it gets ridiculous, because if 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 you commit if you commit a serious foul play, whether the game stopped or not, you get sent off. But what will happen now is a goalkeeper will run out, tip somebody over. And not even get a booking because the guy was offside. So what they're saying is that that incident never happened. So it gives you carte blanche to flatten anybody you like, and and you can stay on. And it's 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 madness. If if a, if if an offside is an offside, the flag should go up. Now, yeah. I, I, I went I went I can remember a game in Spain with, the, with with Birmingham, and basically the ball went through, and uh, it was Melchior. Ran off behind. He didn't touch the ball. He was offside, right? But he didn't touch the ball. He ran after it, and eventually the two, the goalkeeper and him, came together, and the goalkeeper kicked him up in the air. Now, Melchior was carried off, right? A pre-season game, so they're not going to risk him. Wasn't and a then, Champions League game. <laughs> and, and then, and then the, the the linesman puts his flag up, and they give offside. Now, if he'd give offside when the ball crossed the bloody halfway line, because that's, that's when he was offside. That injury wouldn't have happened, and you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't preempt what's going to happen. It's if he's offside, he's offside, and anything. If the whistle goes, then anything else, the game will stop. Then nobody will get hurt, nobody will get upset. Just play the game the way yeah. they do it now. You, you could. I mean, look in the in the in the uh, in the Carling Cup final when uh, what's it was. Um, oh yeah. Flat- there was no sanction against that goalkeeper. Okay, no. he was given offside incorrectly as it happened. But the, the the goalkeeper should have been at least yellow carded, if not sent off, because he yeah. just went out and took him out. Well, Oliver Burke the other week at Southampton, that was a more real could have had. But I, I wanted to ask you, Robbo, as well about parachute payments because it's something that bugs me. I'm not going to lie. Whenever a team gets relegated, they get. 40 million quid when they come down to try and help them stay up and I just think, think since, since it's been brought into the game into our league since 2015 I just think it's unfair on all the other teams really that are in the league I just wanted to know what your thoughts are on it yeah, it's a strange one isn't it but again it's it's always been for some reason with with them payments so you, like you're always competing then aren't you against the teams that yeah. come down even when you look at this year's teams that have come down like your Leeds your Leicesters your Southamptons they've got well, they've got the power to go and just spend whoever they want to spend yeah. and, and sell for a lot of million pounds as well. Um, but it, I, I think it's just, I think we we just, we've managed to deal with that and we just get on with it. But yeah, I, it's it's something that probably needs to change. Maybe the purse needs to be dropped and not, not be so much money. But again, then discussions you're never involved in, so you don't really quite know how it works. No, exactly, yeah. Because I'm all for rewarding the club after they've been promoted, but... Yeah. When they've been relegated, I don't think they should get anything personally. Well, it's reward for failure, isn't it? Mm, Absolutely. There's a a great question that's coming from James Smith, and he said, uh, Robbo, you were there when Zola came in and tried to change the style overnight. He genuinely believes and thinks that if he was given a pre-season, that he'd have actually done well at Birmingham. He said, Rooney has done the same and seems to be at the moment going down the same failure route. How long you think it takes for players to adapt to new ideas before they say I can't do it 
Well, that's that's the players then then can only answer that question. But for me, it's you got to adapt because the new manager's come in and he wants you to play that way. I mean, Zola. To be fair to Zola, he tried so much with our group of players and it just never seemed to work. I think that was the added pressure of who he was when he came in. Um, the job that he had to do was with what Gary Rowett had done. The the players then that he tried to bring in to change that couldn't, for some reason or another, I don't think they could cope with what he was wanting. So I think on a transfer side of it, he maybe felt that he'd messed up with there, bringing them types of players in. So there was a lot of things that didn't go Zola's way, whereas I think Wayne will be a little bit different because he's know-how of of what he wants. I think he'll want a certain type, whereas Jang Franco tried a few different avenues down, obviously, the continental route with players that don't really know the championship. Like you, like when... when um, when Chet Cater come in, I, I thought, who's this kid? I'd never heard of him. I'd never seen him. And when he came through the door, he was like he was, he was like a FIFA player. And you were trying to help him because you were trying to help him to understand is you play for Birmingham. You you're not like this is not FIFA. So the skills that you're gonna do in the championship, you're not gonna be able to get away with it. So there's a time and a place to do that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. And he was he was a player who the fans like quite liked because he got they got on the edge of their seats with it, but you could see that the fans were that he was the type of player they'd get frustrated with because he wasn't doing the job that was expected of him at Birmingham City or what Jan Franco wanted. Um, so I think the balance has got to be key with that. I think you've got to find the right balance with what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. But I, and, uh... I, think, I think with Wayne, like you say. Gianfranco had like Cannavaro around him so he had international quality players <coughs> and Gabby Kufi as well who was with him who again had a different understanding and a different mindset of types of players I think you've got like with Wayne you've got Ashley Cole he went on loan in the championship he understands it you've got John O'Shea he's played in the championship he understands it Wayne's managed and played in the championship he understands it You've got Pete Shuttleworth there, who's who's been around Birmingham. He understands Birmingham, so he'll be he'll be the right hand man of feeding Wayne the information with what he needs. And you've got Carl Robinson, who's he's played in England as well, and he understands it. So you've got a good group of people there that will, and recruitment wise, that's so, getting their heads uh, together and and hopefully pulling the right group of players that will move Birmingham City forward. A very direct question, Robert. Do you think this is going to work? I do. I do believe it's going to work. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sitting here now. I don't want to be negative because of what the the, the good job that John done with how he stabilised it and how he got the players playing the way that we we got them playing. But I think, like as football fans, we always get excited when the owners are the way that they are and the way they want the club to move. I think it's exciting times ahead. So I think, yeah, you've just got to. January is the big window, isn't it? That's what everyone's going to look at is the players that come through the door. Is that, and that's when you get a little bit excited and that's when you're hoping that the results change. Just on a, on a lighter note, Robbo, there's a bit of banter flying about on the chat. Um, so Steve Portman said, who is your favourite coach driver, Robbo? And then Simon Andrews. <laughs> he's <nothing laughs> as well. <laughs> Good old Si. Si was a legend. What a coach driver, Si. Yeah, loved, I love working with Si. A real great guy. Um, no, I think at every club, I've, I, the coach drivers are the they're the ones who don't get their recognition really because they drive you up and down the country, and you're putting your trust in them driving you with the with the players that you've got on board. Um, yeah. 
So Simon for me was a was a was a fantastic coach driver. And I loved I loved his company. We always had chats. Um, you always have the respect for them on when when they're taking you away. Yes, we yeah. give them a little bit of banter, but they did it back, which is great. And that's that's the way it should be. But no, uh, Simon was a he was a fantastic coach driver for Birmingham when I was coach there. driver, right in the Premier League. Could have you know knocking on for one and a half, maybe two billion pounds worth of talent behind him. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah, one hell yeah, of a responsibility. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah, but with with our level, we had we we had um, we always used to have great great communication with the driver. We never felt like he we could leave him out because he was part of the team. He was of course, one of us. yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, like you say, in the Premier League, they're probably they probably don't get spoken to. Yeah, not probably. They, they won't get spoken to at all. They'll just be somebody who's doing a menial task, right? Because. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm saying much better than you because I've got headphones on. Woo-hoo. Yeah. What your best? To, what's your best memories from Robbo's time with us as a player? No. Yeah. Oh, she's starstruck. No. I know. I, I'm just a moment here. I'm just sitting here, just listening. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that his his passion and belief, and always, you know, like there, you always had a card in your rubber. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> always on the edge. So that, that is literally, if you go like rubber, it's like, oh, how many red cars did you get? Or yellow? How many red and yellow cars did you get in your career? A lot. I think I lost count on the yellows. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got nine reds. I think I got nine reds. Nine that was me. That was me. Passion, I, I, like, I really don't care what anyone thinks about me. Like I, I read all the negative comments. I read all the, the bad publicity that goes in the papers. I don't care. I loved my job. I love living on the edge. I was a winner. I wanted to win. I wanted to, every club I played for, I I understood what it meant. Yes, okay, I'll let the fans down <coughs> with my um, with my stupidity and my over-exaggerating tackles that I went in for. But that was that was the way I played. And if I got, if I went into a tackle and I got hurt, I knew I was, uh, that was that was part and parcel of the game. I knew that was going to come one day. For me, the most but wonderful... to get hurt for my team... <clears throat> That's the difference. I was all I'd, I'd always get hurt for my teammates. The most wonderful mm. thing for me, right? Um, and not because it was the end of your career, because your career was amazing. We loved you, I think. I'll see, I promise you, Fulham, when you came on. Yes, mm. I mm. I didn't hear the speech because, unfortunately, I was at the top of um, the Gill Merritt stand, and the speakers up there are absolutely chronic, right? And um, but that that moment when you when you came on that pitch, you experienced what Birmingham City fans are all about. Passion, drive, everything that, that you know, we, we could ever crave for. And that, that moment for me, Robbo, listen, some great, 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 great moments. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. But that one, that single moment for me was the icing on my cake. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. What a game. What a game. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was recording it, wasn't I, Robbo, for you? But I'd been in the Legends Lounge for about two and a half hours, so it was a bit uh, all over the place when it was recorded. Yeah, no, we got we got the... Because my wife, obviously, my wife and boys were there because they, they've been my biggest supporters, my mum and dad. They've been, like, throughout my career, they've always 
supported me and they've got me through the bad times and they've, like you say, enjoyed all the good times that we've had together. So, no, it's like you say, when you've played the game for 22 years and you know it's coming to the end, it's it's very emotional and it's, I couldn't, I couldn't have wished for it to end at a better club, especially with the support I've had, especially when I signed, there was a lot of negativity. Um, but that's, again, like I said before, that's, that's, that's football, that doesn't bother me. The most important thing for me was is that I tried to take Birmingham City Club forward. No, no, no. I think I had like the, the greatest memory for me was the Bolton game away when we survived because because oh. I'm I hated it. I hated the fact that Birmingham City was close to going into possibly liquidation. We'd never know or administration. So that's what annoys me the most is that a club like Birmingham was always down there, whereas I was a winner. But I found that so frustrating to play in because I was the captain. There was always added pressure to perform week in, week out, to win. Lee Clark was always, he was another one who was always highlighted as a negative man, like a manager that we, we should have moved on from. But his passion and his love for the club was something that a lot of people never saw behind the club, behind closed doors, was the amount of hurt and the amount of pain that he was feeling because of the way the club was going and where it was going. I can't get my head around that it. it was 10 years ago. This coming. Oh, yeah. Oh. Scary, isn't it? And he's the greatest, he's one of the best away games I've ever been to, you know. And then, the, I mean, in a weird way, which, yes, it was emotional and all the rest of it, but like Robbo said, you wish it was for a top six place, not a, you know, scraping up. It was like a cup final. I mean, I literally, I was on the top tier. I think I ended up about 20 rows in front. <laughs> I, know that I, I found my... <laughs> Well, I haven't got any friends anyway, but, no. you know. I've got people I went with. I've got people I went with. I didn't find them until after the final whistle. So it's just it's just an amazing day. It's, it's superb. Fantastic. I yeah, didn't yeah. experience that day, Mark. What was it like outside? When you, when you all were coming outside, what was the buzz? The buzz, what, before the game or after? No, after. Afterwards, was just it was just like being at Wembley again. It was like people... In the sunroof, flying the flags, Bolton fans were just clapping, um, just sharing, having random hugs, um, people giving you beer. It was just like being at Wembley again. It was just, it was unreal. And I love the shot of, I love the shot of the coach driver in the uh, off license getting the beers in for all the players on the coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was when the coach driver. It was a kit man, wasn't it? Sorry, it was kit man, kit man. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the on the way home, the coach was quiet. Everyone was everyone was emotionally drained, yeah, just because of the occasion and everything about it was. It was there was just so much pressure, like yeah. you never felt that much pressure going into a game before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I could spell Robbo just from interviewing some of the lads on here. Like you know, we've had Paul Caddis on, and you know, he even said that after that he had Darren Randolph and Lee Novak in his front garden at about three o'clock in the morning, oh. thinking there's only one Paul Caddis. Yeah, <laughs> and then we also had Wayne Elliott tell us yeah. as well that a certain somebody took some chickens up the training ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> was it? Did the chef want to cook an omelette or something? Was that what it was? Yeah, we had no eggs at the training ground. Uh, there wasn't like he's making out. There was no delivery, but I think he forgot to order them. So I just I paid for like six live chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I got them delivered to the training ground. Rob, are you still in touch with them, lot? I still speak to Caddy, yeah. Yeah, I still yep. speak to Caddy every now and then. Obviously, I like um, sent him a text to congratulate him on his uh, his role at Hereford, um, and I hope it goes really well for him. And then I still speak to Curtis Davis every now and then. 
so yeah, some of the players that obviously that I when I first come through the door, uh, stay in touch with Darren Ambrose. Yeah, so I still have I still have great connections with with the players there, uh, which is which is nice because it was a real good group. It was a real good unity. Um, mm. It was just a shame the way it was going at the time. It was um, it was probably one of the toughest periods of my career of like what whatever I've played in just to to be involved in the whole situation of the club situation and trying to perform and win games. Yeah, it was um, changing managers, players coming through the door, a hell of a lot of players coming through the door, certain players going. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an eye-opener being at Birmingham City. No, but, yeah, but what I'm saying, yeah, but what I was saying is them demands shouldn't be surviving. That's that's what it shouldn't be. You that's know, what we've been, your, that's your what demands, been most of my life, though. Yeah, your, your, my expectations as a player is I, I, want, I want to win, I want to get promoted. That's my demands. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's the best player you've ever played with or, and managed uh, or best, coached? Well, the best player um, that I've probably played with would have been Jonathan Greening or Kevin Phillips at, at West Brom. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I also had Jack Wilkshire and Gary Cahill at Bolton. They were they were excellent players. And then the one that obviously Jude, when he first come through, was you could see that he was going to be an exceptional talent and a, a, a well rounded kid with a great attitude and a desire to go on and be the best player in the world that's that's what we're seeing at the moment and then there's um, a, a few young lads who I work with at Millwall like your Danny McNamara's your Billy Mitchell's and Romain Eze's they've got great futures ahead of them so I'm excited to see them develop over the years yeah. well, is, he, is he related to Albrecht Eze at Crystal Palace? Romain no. Did you say... no no, no oh, Romain's okay. not no, no. Okay. okay. It's a shame that we, as little old Birmingham City, right here in the middle of the Midlands, have just produced probably one of the world's best players. Mm. And and what a shame that we, as the second city in the country, can't keep hold of people like that and improve our squad dramatically. Hopefully, yeah, you're not, you're not going to keep hold of players like that, unfortunately, because no, no. they're they're just that's all right. Yeah, the here's a question for you then, brothers. Are we going to keep players like that in five years' time? No. No, because no. no, because it's it's unfair on them players of where their ambitions lie. It's, no, 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 no. Right, okay, no, no. I'm on about the Rooney project, right? No, no, we're still not. No. Are we going to be able to keep better quality players? No, no, no. not Jude okay. standard. No, what, what? Why would he not like? You know, Jude, Jude is a stay at Boone City when he can play for Real Madrid, who won this amount of Champions Leagues, and you know, like. Yeah. We could we could be halfway in the Premier League, but we have no chance of keeping hold of them. No, no, we we'd be in the top ten in the Premier League. Okay, right, no, 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 I like opinions. I think if we win the Premier League, we'd still win the Premier League and you wouldn't keep him. No, no, I think you're right. You, you could win it and you wouldn't keep him. No, 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 keep him. no, no I agree. Robbo, Nigel Manners said you've mm. been very positive over certain names. So would Caddis, Davis, and Ambrose make decent backroom stuff? That's a yes from Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be, they'd be good, they'd be good um, people to touch base with, definitely. <laughs> with it being international, very diplomatic break, answer there, Robert. Yeah, way, very diplomatic yeah. answer. Did, with, it, with, it being, with it being international, break, Robert, we've asked you to do your England lifetime. I mean, your lifetime so far. We've asked you to do your England one to eleven, haven't we? So, yeah. uh, would you mind uh, telling us what that is, please? I will. What, what so formation? Gone, what formation gone, are you playing? I've gone four-three-three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Four-three-three. Yeah. Three. I've gone Dave Seaman in goal. Yeah. I've gone centre halves Rio Ferdinand and John Terry. Yeah. Full backs Gary Neville, right back Ashley Cole, left back. Yeah. 
I've gone sitting midfield, Paul Scholes. Ooh, yeah. With, with two advanced of Paul Gascoigne and Brian Robson. Ooh, nice, nice midfield, that is. Wide, wide. So the front three, I've now gone with Beckham, Alan Shearer and John Barnes. Oh, what? Wow. What? You've got your natural what? winners there for Alan Shearer to stick his head on it and put it in the back of the net. Absolutely. Yeah. And captain and manager? Captain, I've gone for Brian Robson because he was an he was an absolute leader for me. Um, even working with him at West Brom, just the like he just inspired me as a as a as a person, not just a player, but what he what he come across as a as a man. Um, and I learned a lot from Brian. And then my manager was Bobby Robson. What about Psycho? Psycho Stuart Pearce. No, mm. Cole was better. Actually, Cole was better. Right. Okay. Anyway, anyone give you a headache though? Maybe Cole Walker at right back instead of Gary Neville. Maybe was that possible? Did that come into your mind? Um, not really, no, because Gary Neville was your standard solid fullback who could. Yeah. I just went for partnerships as well, and I just looked at Gary Neville and David Beckham, and they had one of the best partnerships at Man United and with England. Yeah. Cole and John Barnes. That's just that's just like a for me. It's like a flowing left hand side of attack and defence. And, and I guess if we ask you to do this in another five to ten years. Jude Bellingham's probably going to be uh, knocking yeah, on the Jude, door. Jude would definitely be in there at the moment with the way that he's performing. But like you say, they're two greats. You've got three greats there. Obviously, like, it's a tough one with, with obviously, Gerard and Lampard as well missing out because, mm. again, they were... But, again, they never really played well for their countries together, Gerard and Lampard. That was right. Whereas Paul Scholes, for me, he was... He's just an artist. The only, the only disappointing thing for me is that we've never won anything with them players. Yeah, mm. That's, yeah. that's been the hardest thing is that, that we talk about generations, golden generations. We're talking about this generation, but I just don't see us competing against the best. When, when Do we... you think that's because um, it was individuals rather than a team? I think we're now more of a team. I think Gareth, I think Gareth has brought the squad together to be more of a team. But, we, but now again, it's are we fitting the players in the right positions to play the formation, the best formation? What's our best formation as a, as a nation? And Craig, you've got some things lined up for us as well, haven't you? I believe we've got uh, an international squad game and uh, squad we, number we game. And, and also, Chris, have we got the Who as well? It's all set up whenever you want to go. We do the Who. Well, just next. before we go into that, can I just talk about the ladies at the weekend? And um, yeah, good result. Brilliant. Three, one, yes. Brilliant. Five, uh, five games on the banks now. Um, the team definitely have have gelled, and also um, being at St Andrews and actually sitting in the bottom tier of the cop you know something that somebody hasn't done now for years but it made such a such a difference and in, just shy of 1700 down at uh, St Andrews to decent, support decent. the ladies so a massive increase on the uh, the attendance and, and Daz has really got the team firing now and such a group of uh, of women coming together as quickly as what they have um, and gelling it's 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 actually great to see, and you know we're now two points off the top of the table. Um, tough couple of games away from home coming up, and then a big break until the new year. But massive, massive improvements, and well done to to all the. Who's top of it? Uh, do you know? Charlton. I don't know who's gone top. Charlton, thank Charlton. you, Claire. Charlton. Charlton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's good to see that they've turned a corner and uh, picked up on results and form as well um, definitely there's a question actually come in Robbo to say would you ever consider managing ladies football oh, there's always the option I'm open to all options really with like you say becoming a manager and, and getting on the ladder so you never know never say never, no, never. would you consider football 
Would you consider coming here and, and painting my living room? Because your back hurts. That's <laughs> <laughs> something I don't like painting. <laughs> so, Craig, hit us with this uh, squad game then. What are we doing? Squad game and squad number game? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do squad number game first. So, uh, Robbo, what this is, I've chosen a, a random year and squad number, and it's from England Internationals. And it's whether you can tell us who the player was. Um, for that that particular squad number and uh, tried to make it a little bit harder so Mr Hipkiss I was I was amazed by your knowledge in the car on Thursday so um, I'm going to take you back a few years now mm. and we're, we're talking about the uh, Euros in what was it let's have a look Euro Championship in 92 Ooh. Ooh. I went to one of those games well uh, I'm out because I was one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to rub that little bit didn't you Claire so what I'm after is um can you remember who played in squad number? Oh, where are we now? Broad. Can you tell us what country we're in? Well, for the Euros at that point in time. Yeah. It was here. Sweden. Sweden. It was, it was Sweden. Sweden. Right. Okay. I that's... wasn't at that game then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I'm after is... Uh, okay, okay, yeah. It's Graham Taylor's team. It yeah. was Graham Taylor's team. And who right. played in number 15... So squad number fifteen for, for that competition. Gary Neville's brother. What was his name? Paul. Bill. No, that's no. before. That it's Bill. before that. Bill Neville. Then Grant Taylor. Bill Neville. Yeah. You're looking at you're looking at the logs of Colton Palmer and Jeff Thomas and you know Tony Daly and people like that, aren't you? I haven't just said him, have I, Craig? No, you haven't. No. Are we just asking? Are you just asking Rob? Are Or are you asking all of us? Oh, I'm interested to see whether. I mean, obviously we've got to rule Claire out because she she was only a little. <laughs> midfielder number 15 um, I'll tell you that uh, they played 24 times for their country oh and have a guess. they were 30 oh, for July 63 why, why are you using it in a plural like they they were they were well okay you know it is a so there was more than one no 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 there's only one so he then not he, oh, he was born then 30th of did July 63 uh, yes he did play at Manchester United I'll help you out guys come on was it Paul Parker no it wasn't Paul Parker Neil Webb it was indeed Neil Webb Mr Hipkiss Neil Webb who Neil Webb did you play against him Robert did you play did you Neil catch Webb, him no, didn't play against no. Neil no okay. yeah he was a good player he was oh, I remember yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and what else are we doing Craig squad game so I've got a squad game um, so um, there's no pressure here Robbo but Paul's decided he wants to challenge you on this one <laughs> um, and what it is I've got two again major competitions where England were part of it and it's a question as to how many of the squads you can name in th- is it 60 seconds we go uh, with nowadays uh, uh, 30 uh, seconds um, I'm sorry I'm sorry this is, this is wrong right you should have let me play against Robert to go through. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boy, all it kiss, I love you. <laughs> 30 seconds. We've got a name as... You might, you might have seen this on um, Saturday Social. They, they do it on Saturday Social, stuff like this, on the Saturday morning. I don't know if you ever watched it, but this is where I got the idea. And uh, we I'm do... Too busy, mate, my kids on a Saturday now. Watching them play football, Paul. You've got too much time on your hands, mate. Hey, yeah. I know. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, so, yeah, go on then, Craig. What we got? So, um, the question is... Who wants to go first? Oh, me, you go. If you watch it, they go on. You lead the way. Which, let, let's, has anyone got a coin? Let's toss a coin. I'll go tails. Hang on. Then I can, hang on, hang on. Yeah, tails wins. 
I've only got back <laughs> <laughs> And then I can decide, whoever wins the toss decides who goes first or second. Who's it, heads or He's tails, head. Ed, Paul? Hmm? What do you say, Paul? Tails. Tails, yeah. It is tails, yeah. So we're naming, who, what are we naming? I'll go, I'll go second. So it's how many players you can name in 30 seconds. So you've got to be quick. For in the, in what, for the squad, whatever Craig says now, the England squad, in whatever competition he says... How many players can you name in 30 seconds? And however many you get, I've got to beat that number when I have a go in 30 seconds on whatever he says for me. Okay. So how many seconds is it? 30 seconds? Or, or 30, se 30, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. So uh, do, do a countdown yet? Yeah. So Robbo, your squad is the 2006 World Cup squad where Sven Goran Eriksson was the head coach. Right. So, so I, where was where, this one? Was Where was that again? Germany. Germany. Germany, yeah. And England got to the quarter-finals to help you out in that one. Got it, Chris, you timing. Okay, then, on your marks, I get set, set. go. Right, so I'm going to go Ashley Cole, um, Rio Ferdinand, Danny Mills, Jamie Carragher, Joe Cole, uh, Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> um, 2006. Harry Kane, Wayne Rooney... Uh, Emil Heskey Michael Owen there you go <laughs> not bad but, hey, you, may, uh, you may find a lawsuit against copyright for that in a minute Chris <laughs> how many was that uh, that was, was nine nine decent decent mm. not bad so, uh, decent decent Mr Hipkiss no pressure but your team is the World Cup of 1998, where we went out in the round of 16, Glenn Hoddle was the manager. Okay. I was there. All right, then. Okay. We stay right, Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. If you do this every Saturday morning, I'd be embarrassed if you didn't win this. Not this subject. I don't do it every Saturday morning, but it's not It's uh, It's not this you subject. You, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he, he did it on Thursday night as well, Robbo, so I just yeah. know what he's going to come out yeah. with now. Are you ready? Yeah. Five, two, one. Seaman, Anderton, Adam, Southgate, Neville, um, Graham Lasso, David Batty, Paul Ince, David Beckham, Michael Owen, Alan Shearer, Les Ferdinand, Steve McManaman, Tim Flowers, uh, Rio Ferdinand, uh, Teddy Sheringham, uh, Paul Scholes, uh, now I'm struggling. Steve, four, did I say Steve McManaman? Four, uh, three, Phil Neville, I think one, Phil Neville might have gone as well. Time up. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one, that. Did you mention Sol Campbell? I didn't say. I didn't say Sol Campbell. Did I? Oh, Campbell. Yeah. Nothing but a loser. Nothing but a loser. Was that the year that Hodgson had to go Beckham? And it was on his Beckham thing, the Netflix '98, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How many was that? Okay, Craig. So how many did Paul get? He he got eleven. 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 Still close though. I've got a question actually for everybody here. So, um, what? Who? What? Who played? As number seventeen in that squad that season, and Paul, yeah. you haven't named them. God. Seventeen, they were a midfielder. And Dave, are we going to the floral again? Hits. David Batty. No, it wasn't David Batty. Wasn't Merson, was it? Nope. He was number fifteen. You said he was seventeen. 
Is he an ex-Blues player by any chance? He may have turned out for him. I'll uh, say for definite. It's uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Signote. Um, what's his name? Yes. Anderson. 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 He was number 14. 14, wasn't he? Oh. Oh. I remember oh. I said he may, which means he may not have turned out. So it wasn't Robert Lee, was it? It was Rob Lee, yeah. Rob Lee. Well done, Paul. Well done. Yeah, sure. so, Ro- Ro- Robert, last time we had you on, you may recall that we... Um, we played Wes Thomas talking, and, yes, and you, you did. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we got another one for you. Oh yeah, go on then. Okay, you might have to turn it, turn it up. <laughs> yeah, so, from your time with us, this from guy, my time, yeah, yeah. A long, uh, long season for me so far. Obviously playing abroad, and things didn't go quite as as promised over there. Um, and I was just hoping to get back to England and play, and I got the opportunity to come massive club like this, and you know with the gaffer. And it wasn't Pennant, was it? No, no. Wasn't Townsend? Wasn't um? Wasn't uh, Robert Morrison? Was it? No, no, that's not Rab's. That's not Rab's voice. No. I know Rab L's voice. <laughs> there's uh, there's three people that have come up with the same name. I don't want to. I don't want to shout out. But Paul, I don't know if you've seen I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the foreign club. I'll tell you the foreign club that we signed him from. Um, was CSKA Sofia? Bloody hell! Right. Well, that's got, that's my guess gone out the window. Yeah, oh. I, I can I can tell you nobody. He was no, released. He was no, released by CSKA Sofia, and then he came to us, um, and he was signed in January two thousand and fourteen. And he wasn't with us long, and then he moved on. Literally a couple of months <clears> later, <throat> played five games for us and scored one goal. All right, okay. Oh, um, oh, there is somebody on oh, Facebook. Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark Brooks has got him. Yeah, well done, oh, to Mark, well done. Mark Brooks. deserves a prize for that, Chris. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's one hell of a name. How the hell did you remember that? Someone's got him, Robbo, if you want me to tell you, but unless you want to have another think a bit longer. It's bugging you, ain't it? It is bugging <laughs> me, yeah. Because I, I like, like when you shut your eyes, you know the voice. Did he play for Barnsley? He did. Oh, I think I know who it is. Yeah. Is it Brian Howard? Brian Howard oh, did, well yeah. Done. Well yeah. Done. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Brian well done. Howard. Yeah, nice one. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and well done, uh, Mark Brooks. He's now well. an agent. Brian's now an agent. Is it? Yeah, he's an agent, yeah. Okay. So we're now into the last 10 minutes of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what is the subject tonight that we're debating? Did we agree? <laughs> I think we... Um, <laughs> football, anything to do with football and furniture. Furniture? <laughs> yeah. Peter Couch. I'm going to go for the chairman of the board. Peter Couch. Very good. Peter Couch. There you go. Oh, well, I like that. Hey, well done. Well done. There's, a, there's a bloke that plays a QPR called chair, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah. I'll, I'll put it out there with uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal. Oh. Uh, Robo, I got some quick <laughs> for you as well, Robo. In about thirty seconds, I'm going to ask you some very quick fire questions. So, yeah, favourite holiday destination? Portugal. Favourite yeah. sport outside of football? Golf. Best and worst subjects at school? Uh, definitely, I'd say uh, geography, mm. and um, my best would have been PE. Yeah. <laughs> Quickest player you played with? Martin Albrickson. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah what's, the one thi- what's one thing you can't live without? Uh, my family. What was your first job? Did my you ever first have another- job was a, was a paper round. Was it? Yeah, age 15, <laughs> on the bike, in the morning. 
What's your worst habit? Worst habit is, oh, I hate mess. Hate, I hate my kids leaving mess. And then the last concert you attended? And I say I sat in front of the telly and watched it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't take that um, God, Last concert must have been Justin Timberlake at Birmingham at the NIA. Oh, wow. Is that going yeah. back some? Yeah, that's going back some time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you due to go to another concert? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely due for another concert. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It was... Um, oh, fit me. Oh, my missus. Oh, what are they called? Glastonbury. Massive band. No, it was again it was in Birmingham. Kasabian, was it Kasabian or uh Uh not Kasabian, no. It wasn't Kasabian. Prodigy? Uh no. Where where was it, Robbo? Uh, yeah, it was at the NIA again. Dunno. Last minute penalty for your life, who's taking it? Oh Kevin God. Phillips. Mm, Kevin Phillips, great shape. Yeah. And who's the best player you've ever swapped shirts with? David oh, Beckham. David Beckham. Well, I've got ah. a few. I've got Paul Skulls as well. So I play Paul Skulls as well. Have they all, you got them all there, have you? They're all framed and that. Uh, no, they're in <laughs> the other go. room. They're, these are just me, This is my office. I've got like my memorabilia there with me England yeah. and that. And, and what's like, your what's your what's your security arrangements? Mark's got a reputation, Robbo, for asking people about mementos. He always yeah. asks every, every guest we ever have. He always says, have you got any, any mementos? So we've all, <laughs> picked, we've all picked up on it now and bought him a packet of mementos. <laughs> Actually, he's got a bigger reputation now after uh, Thursday. <laughs> I took a screwdriver to Anfield to try and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was not about that. I was on about the other couple, um, couple of things. One more, Robert. You can invite three people around for history, oh. Robert. Three people around for dinner. Yeah, dead or alive, yeah. anywhere in history. I probably, I would probably go with um, Jason Statham. So I love him. Love watching his films and all that. Yeah. Uh, I would go with uh, Victoria Beckham. Mm. And the last one, I would probably say Prince Harry. Okay, yeah, it's not <laughs> interesting uh, combination there. I'm sure that'd be a good night. Yeah, yeah. Have you been watching The Crown, Robbo? Yeah, watch bits of it. Yeah, not a lot. My wife's into that. Yeah, she likes watching it. Yeah, Crown. my 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 missus watches it, and I watched it last night. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, up with the Diana and that. Yeah, so yeah, some great. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it last night as well. My wife. It's yeah. superb. Up to the, cr the crash in the tunnel and that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Some uh, some great names that are coming through for the uh, the last ten, should we call it this time around. So we've got a. Uh, Ollie Gunner sofa chair, uh, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Stall, uh, Shays Long Adams, Ricky Ottoman, uh, Wayne Arumi, <laughs> uh, Wardrobe Bellingham, uh, Ian Handersides Board, uh, Bed Evans, Bed uh, Evans, <laughs> Emil Desky, John Joe Shelfy, which I thought was quite good, um, Jeff Rocking Horse from Nigel Man. Um, Jim Tony has gone for a Amari table. Uh, what about what about Lou Macari? The cluster's furniture. Wah, 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 wah. Oh yeah, it's a toilet. Yeah, it's <laughs> carry on. Uh, <laughs> so Femi Martins from Mark Brooks. So fat, like it. I've got one. I've got one. Uh, on it's up. only one a month, but this is the one for the month. Oliver Taberley. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Nigel Mann's been thinking way too much about this because he's gone with Craig Courtney on the table, slowly turning into hotter cuddly toy. 
Yeah, that's, that's all we can say. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dilly had a bowl of IKEA catalogues from Michael Woods. <laughs> you haven't missed many at all this season, have you? There's only been a couple of them. With the ones in midweek, I'll still do platinum. So, yeah, I miss all the rest. So, just do Blackburn and Cardiff. But I'll watch them on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire, Benji wants to know where Mummy Giblin is and where's her guest in tonight's She's uh, last over there. She's got a daughter back for the one night only. Uh, Pete Taylor's also now coming with Mark Ward Robe. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, we, we need to quickly get our predictions in, don't we? Because we, ha- we have actually got a game to predict them. Oh, yeah? Blimey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I start? Go on, no. I'll, I'll, think we've gone, I'll, think, I'll think we're going to actually win a game at some point. So I'm going to go 1-0. Uh, Shall I go next? Go on, Nick. Go on, Nick. 1-1. Uh, one, one. Go, go on, Paul. Go on, Paul. Wish you for Wednesday. 1-1 wish you for Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go four nil. Four nil Blues. Really? Okay. Yeah, they're a bad team. They're a poor team. Paul Lucas. I'll go three one. Craig. I, I think I have to go with uh, with Robbo in the four nil, but just to uh, say, Chris, there's a couple of people that are saying six nil, so you better get worried. Well, I'm not worried. I'm looking forward to it. He's going to do the show naked, Robbo. If we scored six goals in one game, oh, he's been oh. saying it about years. Yeah, right, I'm tuning in for that one. I've got to get a hooter in here if it does happen. And now this also includes the warm-up. <laughs> the last time we scored six, you was playing against Reading at home and Fulham away and all that. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, that one. Yeah. Alan, your prediction? Two, 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 one. Funky Gibbon. Okay. And Claire, I think we, we had yours, Claire? Okay. Um, I'll take... I'm going to be optimistic. Let's go 2-0, Blues. I'll go for a 1-0, Blues. And on the show board, we've got Paul Lilly with 3-0. Uh, Nigel Mann said he hopes it's 2-0 or it's 10-1 and Rooney to go with a laughing face afterwards. Uh, we've got uh, Michael Woods. Oh, Mike, can't say that one. Blues, nil, Sheffield, Wednesday, 2. No. Can't no. Uh, no. Jason Hughes has gone for 1-0 Blues. Steve Portman, 3-1. Trevor John-Smith has said 4-2. Uh, um, and Ray Bro's asking, uh, what's next for Robbo and how soon... Do you think it will happen? Uh, not too short. For me, it's um, I just want to switch off. Like I said before, and when we before we come on air, it's I had two and a half years of travelling down to London back and forth while my family stayed in the Midlands. And yeah, I just want to switch off. I just want to spend quality time with my family for a bit. Um, enjoy my Christmas with the kids and my wife. And then in the new year, ready to go again, refre- refreshed and recharged. Uh, what can I say? What can I say? I've struggled through tonight, ladies and gentlemen, but I've mastered the course. As is everybody else here, because they're all old and knackered like me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Chilton Talk Show sponsored by yeah, Thomas Small Affordable Cars, which we appreciate so, so very much. Robbo, an absolute delight to talk to you again tonight. You know what? You're welcome on this show. Well, anytime you want. Open door, open door. Apart from when, Chris? It's closed. Okay, so thank you to the team tonight, Mr. Mark Adams. Thank you all. Hey, thank you all. Um, thanks for uh, listening and have a brilliant week. And uh, take care, Rob. Speak to you soon. Craig Evelyn. See you on Saturday. Keep right on. Let's go. Nice one. Craig Courtney. Hi, everyone. Look, Saturday's going to be loud. It's going to be proud. And we're going to have St. Andrews fully open soon. So let's make sure he's rocking when it is. Good night, everybody, and good luck to England. All the kiss.
Pleasure as always. Keep right on. And from the gaffer, Chris Brown. Good night. God bless. From myself, good night. God bless. Take care. Have a great week. But I'm going to leave the last few words to the one and only Robert. Good night, everyone. Thank you for having me on. It's uh, it's all right. We'll send you the faces again, and uh, keep right on. And I hope the positive result of the weekend for you all. And five years time, Robert. You're the gaffer. John boy. Good night, Bob Meredith. I'm off to America. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.